This is Earth Safety Evolve. In this podcast episode, you are going to learn and explore this beautiful planet. Be with us because we love Earth and Earthlings. Welcome to Planet Pulse, my dear listeners. A podcast by Earth Safety Evolve where we dive deep into the world of sustainability and eco-friendly innovations. I'm your host Kubair and in today's episode we have a remarkable guest joining us. Meet Soliha Rehmatunnisa Utami, a passionate advocate for a greener planet. Soliha holds a bachelor's degree in environmental engineering and is the visionary initiator of Membubi Studio. She's also an extraordinary young climate activist and has been making waves of change through her work. We welcome you Soliha and hope to learn a lot from you. Hi, okay. Um thank you for inviting me, Huber. Um please <laughs> I'm Soliha and as um Huber introduced myself, I am you know like working uh in one of the development agencies right now and I guess we'll talk about bioplastics. Yeah, I'll try to share. Well, it's good from hearing you, Soliha. In this episode, we'll explore the fascinating world of bioplastics, discussing their potential to revolutionize our approach to plastics and contribute to a more sustainable future. So stay tuned as we learn from Soliha's expertise and gain valuable insights into the world of bioplastics. Well, Soliha, taking off from the very base, my first question to you is what actually do we mean by bioplastic and how is it any different from the regular plastics that we use okay um thank you for your first question so okay so a little bit disclaimer i'm not exactly an expert in bioplastic but i will try to give you my insight uh, and my knowledge about bioplastic so bioplastic refers to plastic whether wholly or in part made from plant or other biological material instead of petroleum. It is also often called bio-based plastics, um, and there are two main types of bioplastics. Um, there are polylactic acids, or PLAs, and polyhydroxyalkanoates, or PHAs. It can be made by extracting sugar from plants like corn and sugarcane to convert into uh, PLAs, or it can be made from PHAs engineered from microorganisms. Plastics is commonly used in food packaging, while PHA is often used in medical devices like sutures and cardiovascular patches. Uh, So how do bioplastics differ from regular plastics? Bioplastics are produced from renewable biomass sources such as vegetable fats and oils, cornstarch, straw, wood chips, sawdust, and recycled food waste. Thus, it is biodegradable, which means it can be broken down by natural processes into harmless substances like water, carbon dioxide, and compost. Uh, And in contrast, regular plastic are derived from fossil fuels like petroleum, and the use of renewable resources in bioplastics reduces the carbon footprint compared to regular plastics, which rely on um, oil extraction. Now, as I've mentioned, there are actually lots of bioplastics types out there, but since biodegradable, biodegradability is the most important um, characteristic, we usually break down further 
to a general term bioplastic into three distinct descriptors. Uh, the first is just bio-based plastic. It, it is a very broad term that basically means a substance that was derived from plant-based materials, whether wholly or in part. And the second is biodegradable plastic. So technically, all materials are biodegradable, right? Um, but for practical purposes, only those that degrade within a relatively short period of time, like weeks to months, are considered biodegradable. But do note that there is no global policy currently regulating this term usage. So uh, as mentioned in the previous bullet, not all bio-based plastics uh, are biodegradable. Bioplastics that don't degrade within a few months or years are sometimes called durable. And conversely, there are petroleum-based uh, plastics that will degrade faster under optimal conditions that will uh, then will their organic biomass counterparts. And the third one is compostable plastic. So according to the American Society for Testing and Materials, compostable plastics are those which are capable of undergoing biological decomposition in a compost site as part of an available program, such that the plastic is not visually distinguishable and breaks down to carbon dioxide, water, inorganic compounds, and biomass at a rate consistent with known compostable materials like cellulose and leaves no toxic residue. The requirement for no toxic residue is one of the distinguishing characteristics between compostable and biodegradable. Also of note, some plastics can be composed in home gardens, whereas others require commercial composting, where temperatures get much higher and uh, the composting process happens much faster. That will be my answer to the first question. Okay, so Leah, that was something quite informative and you seem to be like an expert. <laughs> Thank you. Now it's just a little bit of research. And it also cleared the very big misconception between biodegradable and compostable. Yes. Okay, so moving on. Now the term bioplastic, it does appear to be a lot safer word. But how does it actually save the planet? Or talking about just the bare minimum? How is it not disastrous for the planet? Okay, so the two general advantages brought by bioplastics will be first, um, smaller carbon and energy footprint, and second, less waste. However, it is important to note that the environmental impact of bioplastics is complex. While they offer potential benefits, their merits depend on several factors. For instance, the carbon emissions associated with bioplastics are lower because they return the carbon absorbed by plants during growth. So it means like it is sort of um, like net zero carbon, like uh, the plants take up carbon from the atmosphere and then it is used again as bioplastics. They also have the potential to reduce the amount of plastic waste that ends up in landfills and oceans. They're also popular because there is no bisphenol A or BPA in plastic, one of the questionable leaning towards toxic substance that can sometimes be used in regular plastic, even though we can already see a lot of BPA-free products on the market um, since a few organizations like the EU has banned the use of BPA in, say, baby bottles. Um, so bioplastics can be composted, which means they can be turned into nutrient-rich soil. They can be used to grow crops. But again, like I said, even bioplastics require specific conditions to break down, right? Such as high, high temperatures and humidity, which may not be available in all environments. 
Additionally, some bioplastics, especially those that are that are made from 100% biomaterial are not fully biodegradable and may still release harmful chemicals into the environment as they break down. On the other hand, the production of bioplastics requires land and resources that um, could be used for food production. And this process alone, generating food, uh, generating feedstock can sometimes create large footprints, especially when they aren't managed sustainably. So uh, it is very important to strike a balance between sustainable resource management and bioplastic production. The other problem that can arise from bioplastics is also that consumers often find it difficult to differ the kind the kinds of bioplastic they use. Mm -hmm. Is it biodegradable? Is it compostable? Is it recyclable? And how many percent are made from biomaterials and etc? So a lot of bioplastics are not discarded properly. To add to the problem, some municipalities do not have the appropriate facilities to sort, compost, or recycle bioplastics. So in the end, lots of bioplastics ends up in a landfill anyway, mixed with all sorts of waste. Plastic reclaimer and recycle, uh, recycler also do not have a price for bioplastics, right? So even though some may get uh, to the hands of reclaimer, they'll most likely put it away again, and the, and the bioplastics will end up in somewhere unfortunate in the end. Now, when you ask whether bioplastics will biodegrade itself in landfills, as we've discussed before, uh, well, because it needs such particular condition, if, say, it's jam-packed into a mountain of uh, contaminated landfill, then it may not degrade at all. But when water or moisture presents, it can undergo anaerobic, uh, anaerobic degradation and produce methane, which isn't exactly good news depending on that landfill management. So lots of pros and cons to consider when using and, you know, developing bioplastics. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Everything has its own set of pros and cons. But I think at least this is a better choice than the regular plastics that we use. And ultimately, I think the solution is reducing plastic and reusing things which are better alternatives. Yes. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So moving forward, I think the next question will be, how can individual investors or businesses get involved in the bioplastic industry? And what contributions will they be making as the part of their in society? Okay, uh, so maybe we're going to talk a bit about the market of bioplastic. As of now, as one source mentioned, bioplastic represents just about 1% of global, bioplastic, uh, global plastic production. But there is an interesting opportunity as currently be seen in the market. Data from the market data platform i3connect shows that the money coming from corporations and VC or venture capitalists for bioplastic manufacturing investment reached $500 million in the first three months of 2022, uh, exceeding the previous high of $350 million in the first quarter of 2021. Uh, also, Xeon market research estimates that bioplastics market will surge anywhere from 10.5 billion in 2021 to about 29 billion in 2028. So what can individual investors do? Of course, individual investors or businesses can get involved in the bioplastics industry by first supporting research and development efforts. Second, investing in companies that produce bioplastics or related technologies 
and third, promoting the use of bioplastics in their own operations. By doing so, they can contribute to reducing reliance on fossil fuels, on fossil fuels, and supporting a more sustainable future. Uh huh. And I think that this also shows that how responsible the citizens are getting, and they are getting more and more aware for conservation of the environment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So now moving forward. What innovations or breakthroughs in bioplastic technology are on the horizon and how might they impact investments? Okay. Um, in terms of innovation and breakthroughs in bioplastic technology, ongoing research focuses on improving the, the performance and scalability of bioplastics. Scientists are exploring new materials and manufacturing processes to enhance their properties and reduce costs, including the development of new types of bioplastics that are more durable and versatile, and versatile than current options. Um, there are a few interesting examples, actually. The first one is a Georgia-based firm that um, starts developing PHA bioplastic with microorganisms that ferments with canola oil and produces plastic pellets Manufacturers can later use to make and mold products like how they make with regular petroleum-based plastics. So this is a very um, interesting and you know promising result. Uh, there's also a new bioplastic um, vinyl by UK-based firm to change the usual PVC-based vinyl records. There's also, um, I think, PLA used by food service industry, like there are some, you know, big names of, um, like, <laughs> can I say it, uh, big names that, you know, like cafes and stuff already using these um, PLA for plastic cutlery, clear cups, wrapper, and container. But again, there is also like some, you know, um, fail sort of story about this bioplastic because I think one of the uh, there is one industry that tries using bioplastic as a container for storing um, their raw materials but then insects <laughs> insects get attracted to the bioplastic and make holes so it is not reliable to store any of their material yeah those are the few interesting um you know innovation happening around bioplastic but these new materials could have a significant impact on investments in the bioplastic industry by opening up new markets and applications for bioplastics and these advancement these advancements um, may lead to more widespread adoption of bioplastics across various industries yeah, I think if some more developments are made, then this industry will be in its full bloom. Yeah. Because in the past, because in the past three years, I have seen in my country, in my neighborhood as well, people are moving towards bioplastic because they are more aware now. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. So now moving forward to the last question of the podcast. What do you foresee as the future prospects and growth potentials for bioplastics in the global market? Overall, what is the future of bioplastic? Or should I say, bioplastic is the future? 
Okay, so the future prospects and growth potential for bioplastics in the global market, um, I think, will be promising. As awareness of environmental issues increases, there will be a growing demand for sustainable alternatives to traditional plastics. Um, governments and organizations worldwide are also implementing regulations and initiatives to promote the use of bioplastics, and this creates opportunities for businesses operating in the bioplastics industry. According to a report also by Grandview Research, the global market for bioplastics is uh, expected to reach about 25 one seven billion by 2025, growing at a CAGR of 16.2% from 2019 to 2025. While there are still challenges to overcome in terms of cost and scalability, obviously, bioplastics, I think, do have the potential to play a significant role in reducing plastic waste and creating a more sustainable future. Also, I think um, this is um, especially true because I think plastic is a very you know, controversial issue. Uh, at one hand, we do not want plastic waste and all the emission related to it happening anymore. But we still have to find another alternative alternative with, you know, um, similar characteristic to plastic because it has such amazing characteristics, right? Plastic, it's very durable to use. And we just... I don't know. I think we cannot afford to lose a material with that characteristic. So I think bioplastic has a very promising future. Yeah, of course, that is so true. Now, well, thank you so much for joining Soliha. I must say that it was a pleasure talking to you and it was quite fun. Yes, it is also a pleasure to talk to you. I really encourage all the listeners to, you know, look yourself up to the bioplastic um, innovations and issues. And maybe you can, you know, judge for yourself. Is it a promising future for us? Of course. Well, Sulia, I wish you the very best and you're doing a great work. Hope that you keep on spreading the message of an eco-friendly world. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, Soliha. Until then, to all our lovely listeners out there, stay tuned because we'll be back with another fun dose of environmentalism very soon. Mm-hmm.